Begin the current daf. Sefer is Baba Kama daf Kofiyot Aleph. Begin on the second line down at the top of the Yamut. The Gemara continues explaining the halacha of our Mishnah, which speaks about the halacha of Gezlager. When a person steals from a convert who has no Yerushim, no Gralim, no Redeemers, and then therefore when he wants to fulfill the mitzvah of a Shabbos exile, returning the theft, there's no one to return it to. So halacha is, he gives the Karen and the Chemish, the principal and the fifth, which is usually what happens when you swear falsely to an individual regarding theft, and then you admit you have to give it to him. In this case, you give it to the Kayan. And he brings the carbon ashram. Now, the Mishnah told us, which this is from the Mishnah, which spoke about that if he gives the money to, because there's two elements you have to give to the Kahanan now, since it's a gez like air, you have to give the money, which is the returning of the theft, there's no one to return to, you give it to the Kahanan, and the carbon ashram. So the Mishnah says, if it gives the money to the first Mishmer of the 24 Mishmer of the Kahanan, maybe we was a different group of Kahanan. So the first week was Yayarav, the second week was Yadayah. So he says, says the time of the Mishnah, if you give the money to Yayarav and the carbon Ashram to Yadayah, then you fulfilled your obligation, as the Mishnah concludes, because it tells us that if someone brings the theft, returns the theft before he brought the carbon Ashram, he's fulfilled his obligation. But if he brings his carbon Ashram before he, he returns the theft, then he has not fulfilled his obligation, as our Gemara and Jastaf will explain the halacha. So therefore, if he gives the first the money to the first week and the carbon ashram to the second week, so it's fulfilled his obligation. But if he gives the carbon ashram to the first week and the money to the second week of the kahana, I meaning on the Friday he comes and delivers the carbon ashram to the first group, and then on Sunday he gives it to the second group, then if the carbon ashram is still around, then according to the opinion of the Rabbanan, which we'll explain in the Brisa that we're quoting regarding this Machlekes, but the Rabbana of our Mishnah say that then the B'day Yadaya, if the carbon Ashram is still around, we penalize the first group because you're not supposed to take it, the carbon Ashram before the money is returned. So we penalize them and we take the carbon Ashram and we bring it on the second week by the B'day Yadaya. No. But if not, then if the carbon Ashram was, let's say, already brought by the first week's Mishmar, then you go ahead and bring a, di- that the, the one who's returning the Gazan has to go ahead and bring a new carbon Ashram because as we explained, you cannot have the carbon Ashram before the return of the theft. That was the Allah of our Mishnah. Now, on this Allah, the Gemara says, Turn up on Ulna Brisa. Nasan Ashram Yarov, the Kesev Yayo, which is if you bring the carbon Ashram, as we said, which it's not supposed to be, first, first you have to do the money, then the carbon Ashram. The case the Brisa told me is you gave the carbon Ashram to Yayarov to the first week's Mishmar, and then in the second week, the Kesev Yayo, then you brought the money, returning of the theft, to the second Mishmar. Says the Brisa, Yachzer Kesav Eitzel Ashram Div Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi says, So you return the money, which was by the second week's Mishmar, to those who the Ashram was given to, which is to the first week's Mishmar. They say, No, the other way around. Yachzer Ashram Eitzel Kesav, that you take the carbon Ashram, which was given to the first week's Mishmar, and you give it to the Bnei Yadayel from the second week's Mishmar. So the opposite. You're just saying you take the kesa, bring it to the ashram, and the chama say no. You take the ashram, bring it to the kesa. Ask the gemara hechidame. What's the case talking about? That is ilema, which if you tra- literally translated, if you say it's talking about meaning that he had given this gazan had given the carbon ashram during the first week's mishmar to them during their mishmar. And and that you gave the money to that second Mishmer in their second Mishmer, meaning you waited till the next week and you gave them the money. On that as the Gemara, but then that actually each week's Mishmer should be able to hold on to what they have. As Rashi explains what the Gemara's question is, that the opinion of the Rabbanan we understand. And that's the opinion that we have in our Mishnah, where we penalize 
the group of Yerav because they received the carbon ashram before the money. So we understand why they would say that you take the ashram and bring it to the Kesef. But the difficulty is Rabbi Huda's opinion. Why is he penalizing Yidayahu, the second week's Mishmer, when they received the money, that's exactly what's supposed to be the first thing. So they received it appropriately. Why do we say that they have to give their money back to the group, which was actually did it inappropriately, which was Yayarov, who received the Ashram first? Samaravi so explains the Hachamai skin and the case that we're talking about over here is a different case. The first week's Mishma Yayarov is when he gave the carbon Ashram to that first week's Mishma. Now, and he gave the money to the second week's Mishmer when it was still the first week's Mishmer. On that, Rabbi Hudasav, Rabbi holds, keeping the love Mishmer, since it's not the, the Mishmer of the second week's Mishmer yet. So, we penalize them for receiving the money because they're not supposed to take money now. It's not your Mishmer. All kind of gifts goes to the Mishmer that week. That's why the money goes back to the week of the, of the Yayarab. You're right, they're not supposed to take the Karban Hashem before the money, but still, the, the Yayarab is not supposed to take the money when it's not their week. So therefore, we go ahead and we penalize, they give, they give it back to Yayarab, because it's their week, and then you'll bring the Yashem after the money, but the money goes to Yomach, the Kesh of Eitzel Hashem. With Rabbanan Sabi, they hold, as in the Halacha of our Mishnah, which for sure in this case, they, not, not for sure, but that's what the Chiddush of the Rabbana is, not only in the case of the Mishnah, but even over here, where the first week's Mishmer did inappropriately. They accepted the Karban Ashram before the money was given to them. So therefore the Rabbana hold, even in this case, we penalize the first week's Mishmer, and the Yavzer Ashram Eitzel Kesav. Even though they write the second week's Mishmer shouldn't be taking money, because it's not their Mishmer, but we don't penalize them, we rather penalize the first week's Mishmer because they took the Ashram before the Kesav, and therefore we have to give it to the second week's Mishmer, to the Dio, and they lose out their ability to get the Karban Ashram. That's how Rav explains this Machlech is between Yehuda and the Chachamim. Now, Tanya Lindna Bray said that I'm a Rabbi. Rabbi qualifies. He says, According to this opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that we just mentioned, although he holds that we penalize Yidayahu, the second week's Mishmer, and that they have to give their money back to the first week's Mishmer because they shouldn't be taking money now, it's not doing their Mishmer. But that's only where the, the, the first Asham that was given to the first group Yayarv is still around. Meaning, so therefore the Bnei Yayarv could be Makrivit during their Mishmer in a, in a kosher type of way because they're going to get the money back and then that will have the money first and then they'll go ahead and they'll sacrifice the, the, the Karban Asham. So since it can be done in the appropriate way, we penalize Yedayo because they shouldn't be taking the money now. But, explains Rabbi, If already, however, the first group had already gone and sacrificed the carbon Asham, before they get the money, which was originally given to the second week's Mishmer, and hence, that was an invalid Hakrava, because as we said, that a carbon Asham becomes before the principle is possible, is possible so then explains Rebbe that Yehuda would agree that Yachzav Yavi Ashem Acher. That then the Gazan has to bring a new carbon Ashem. And actually, that actually the second week's mission will be bringing the carbon now because now that you cannot give it back anymore to the first week's mission because they already brought the, that carbon Ashem. So now that the Bnei Yedo already have the money, 
So actually the new carbon ashram is going to be going already post their money, which therefore they're going to be the ones bringing the carbon, not to take the kesef it's la ashram, but rather now the ashram is going to go to those who have the kesef. And however, but the Bnei Yarav who already sacrificed in a apostle way the first carbon ashram, they can merit to what they already brought. Which the Gemara asked Amr, they said, Lamai for what is this carbon ashram that was first brought by Bnei Yarav? What, what value does it have that you're saying that they married in already? But Ashram Paslahu, it's an invalid carbon Ashram. You can't eat the meat of that carbon Ashram because it was Paslahu. What is the utility of saying that there's Zeich in it? And that Amarava, he says, It's for the hide of the animal. So though it was Paslahu, it has no validity because it has to be only after the money was returned. But the hide is that they could use, and that's what it means that they can merit in that. So though they don't get the money, and they're not going to get the new carbon ocean, but the height of that animal that they did in, in, inappropriately, they can have. <clears throat> Tanya, another qualification, and we learned in the Brisa, Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says, According to this opinion, Rabbi Huda, Im Kayim Asham, if the carbon ocean is still around, so Yachzer Asham Eitzel Kasem, so then you take the carbon ocean and you give it to those who have the money. Which the Gemara asks, what do you mean? For Rabbi Huda, Yachzer Kasem Eitzel Asham Islay, to the contrary, that was the opinion of the Chacham. Rehuda said the exact opposite. He said you take the money of the second week's Mishmer, you bring it back to the first week's Mishmer. How can you say that Rehuda is of the opinion that you take the Ashram if it's still around, you give it to the Kasif? So answers the Gemara, what are we talking about over here in this Braisa? It's talking about where the first week's Mishmer, who everything happened the way we explained before from Rabbah, all happened during the first week's Mishmer. The first week, Mishmer got the Kaban Ashram, which should not be the first thing, they got that. And then during that week, the Bnei Yadaya, the second week's Mishmer, took the money. So, explains the Gemara, what we're talking about over here is that the first week's Mishmer already passed, and they didn't claim as plaintiffs from the second week's Mishmer to give them the money, which halachically, according to Rehuda, that is the halacha. Now, that's the Chiddush that Rebbe is teaching, the Achule Achile Gabayim. So therefore, if the, their week passed and they didn't submit their claim to go ahead and say, wait, the money that you're taking is really our money, must be because they were forgiving of that. And that's why if their week passed and the ashram is still around, that actually the ashram then goes to the one who have the money. Because since the money is supposed to be first, and they let them keep the money because they were Michael, they didn't protest. Therefore, then they're actually the ones that bring the carbon ashram, <clears throat> not the first week's Mishma. Tanya Dukhulin, another b'raisa. Amar Rabbi, again, another qualification from Rabbi. That Ladiri Bihuda says, Imkayim Ashim, if the carbon ashim is still around, then Yahsu Kesel Eitzel Ashim. Then the money, which is from the second week, from the other goes to those who have the Ashim. That's obvious. Hachi Isli, that's how we had in the first Bryce. I mean, we, the original halacha of Rabbi Huda was this halacha. What's, what is Rabbi qualifying that we don't know from the basic halacha of Rabbi Huda? I mean, the previous halacha was actually saying the opposite, but that's all because we said because they didn't, they didn't say anything and they, but they were Michael. But this halacha was Rabbi Huda's primary halacha. What's Rabbi adding? So that's this is what it's talking about here in this Bryce. Which is actually a step later than the previous Bryce. The first week's Mishmar of Yayar passed by and they didn't say anything. So they got to Ashram, second week got to Kesav, didn't say anything. Then, the second week's Mishmar of Yadayal passed, which again, as we said, when the Ashram is still around, and the first week didn't say anything, then actually Yadayah, who got the money, should also get the Karban Ashram. But they didn't say anything about getting the Karban Ashram. So each one didn't say anything about the other ones. And so each one Mishmar has passed, and they didn't claim 
Again, the Bnei Yarv didn't claim the money in their Mishmer, and the Bnei Yadah did not claim the Ashram in their Mishmer. So, therefore, it was necessary for Rabbi Huda, for, for Rabbi to explain in Rabbi Huda's halacha that Ma'adotem, what would you think to say that the reason of Rabbi Huda, when Bnei Yarv make their claim, that it goes back to them when their Mishmer is still around. But when they don't claim, so therefore, Achuli Gabbe Haddadi, so therefore, each one is Michael to the other one. That's the Chiddush that we say that no, we don't say each one is to the other one, meaning that they could hold on to the Ashram and that they could hold on to the money. No. That we say that since no one claims anyone, meaning that the Bnei Yadaya also don't claim their Ashram during their Mishmar, so it goes back to where it was supposed to be in the first place, where the money goes back to the one that has the carbon Ashram, and therefore the Bnei Yadaya, when it comes back, the 24-week cycle to their mishmer, they're going to be bringing both the carbon ashram and get the money because we go back. We don't say that now each one can hold on to what they have because either one was meichel to them. No, that we say that no, we go back to what it was, and therefore the first mishmer is going to get both the money and the carbon ashram. Now the mishnah said that the reason for this halacha is shamevi gezela actually hevi because someone that brings and returns the theft before he doesn't bring the carbon ashram that he has fulfilled his obligation. But if he brings the carbon ashram before the money, that's not a fulfillment of the obligation. So the Gemara says, where do we know this halacha from? So Amar Rabbi says, the Pasuk of Midbar says, in this context of the halacha of Gez Lager, the ashram which is returned to Hashem goes to the Kayin, which is Malvad Eil Hakipurim That's besides for the ram of atonement, which he's going to have his atonement for, which is the carbon ashram. Now, what you see from this Pasuk is, in other words, that the ram wasn't brought yet. Besides that, which is going to be brought, the inference is that the first part of the Pasuk, which is talking about returning the theft, the, the, the Karen itself, that's first, besides what's going to be brought of the Karben Hashem. Now, on that, one of the rabbis that asked to Ravi, he says, wait a second, if that's the case, that Milvad means to say that what we're saying besides is not yet to come, that's going to come later, and that's how you see the, the return of the money has to be, be, be brought the carbon ashram, but then what about the pasuk by Midbar that says Malvad Oilas Habaker, where it says that these carbonas of Musaf are besides the the carbon oil that's brought every single morning. Hachanami Machlal the Musaf and Bereisha, you can make the same inference in saying that all the carbon Musaf that we to- spoke about come before the Oilas Hatamid in the morning. But Vatanya will learn the Brisa that says Minayin Shlei Davar Kaidim Latamid Shal Shachar. From where do we know that no carbon should be brought before the daily morning carbon, which is a carbon oila? Time 11, the Pasuk Teshah that you should organize on the Mizbeach, the oila. Vamarava explains, ha'ila, the oila means oila rishayna, which is distinct that it's always the first carbon oila, which is that no other carbon should be brought before it. But you just said that the word milvad, by Elaki Pur Meshachubabai tells us that that's coming later. So then, how do you understand this passage? It says, Mavado Elisatomid, that it should be later when we know it's the first thing. So Amalei, that Rava answered to me, says, No, I wasn't basing on the word of Mavad. I was learning it from the words of that he will have an atonement through that, which is written in the future tense. From the fact that it doesn't say Asher Keeper that he had an atonement, tells us that when he's returning the principle to the Kayin, which when they use the word asham, it's a reference to the principle, is telling us that, but vadayin like keeper. At that point, he has not had atonement because saying that's besides what he will have an atonement for, which is telling us that the atonement comes after, the carbon asham comes after the, the return of the money. Now, however, the Mishnah told us that if he gave the principle back to the Kayan, 
then the chaymish is not ma'akav, although that's another element of paying up, but you, as long as you give the principal, then you can go ahead and bring the karbonashim. Now, Tarnabon, learn the b'raisa, which reflects this halacha, which the context of this b'raisa is talking about that someone had benefit from hektish, which is the halacha of me'ilah. So, Tarnabon, learn the b'raisa. Minayin shemhevi me'ilasim. Where do we know that if the person brings his me'ilah, meaning he comes to pay back the principal of hektish that he misappropriated, but but he didn't bring his carbon ashram, which is ashram so you have to bring a certain carbon when you misappropriate hektish, or or if he brought his carbon ashram, but he didn't actually bring back the principal to pay what he had benefited from hektish, has not fulfilled his obligation. With the ram of the ashram, and then he'll, he'll be forgiven, which sounds like that there's only forgiveness with both of them, meaning because the word Ba'ayl, uh, the ram, is literally that's the, the ram that you bring as the carbon ashram. And when it says the ayl ha'asham, the ashram is a reference to the principle. As the Gemara at the end of this Ahmed is going to teach us, we learn that hektish from the commoner. In other words, just like the ashram, the word ashram that we spoke about on the previous daf, by Gezla Ger is a reference to the principle. So to the ashram that's written over here by hektish is a reference to the principle. So ayl ha'asham is actually two different things. The ram of the principle which you're coming to return. So therefore you see that you need both to have slicha. Now, when we do we know that if you bring your carbon asham, before you bring your carbon me'ila, that you have not fulfilled your obligation, how do you know that you have not fulfilled it? Which is the same halacha that we mentioned before by Gezlager. That's the passage teaches, which sounds like that it's the ram that's obligatory, for the asham, again, which we explained is the principle, what you see is that it's ha'asham bekvar. It already was the asham, meaning that you already had the principle there, and now you bring the ram of the principle. So therefore you see that the principle has to be returned before you bring the carbon asham. Now it says, the You would think just like the ram and the principle are withhold the, the person's forgiveness. So too is the fifth penalty ma'akiv. That's what the teaches, but El that with the El and the Ashram you get forgiveness, which is El only the Ram and the principal withhold the validity by Hektish, but but the paying the fifth penalty does not withhold the person's atonement. Now as the Gemara sums it up, the Ilam Hektish Mehedi, we learn that the Allah is of Hektish from a commoner, from the Allah of Gizlagir, the Hedjim Hektish and the commoner from Hektish, which is Hektish mehedit. What's the law of hektish mehedit? Which is ma asham the hostim ken, as we just alluded to before. That just like magez lager, the Gemara proved because it says the carbon at the end of the pasuk. So when it says in the beginning of the pasuk the word asham, it's a reference to the principle of asham dahachikern. So to over here the word asham doesn't refer to the carbon asham, but rather to the principle. And also the hedim hektish. You learn that the halachas of the commoner from hektish, which is ma hektish and chemish ma'akev, which is the reason why we brought in this halacha of me'ilot to teach us the halacha of gezla ger that the chemish is not ma'akev, which is ma hektish and chemish ma'akev. Just like we taught that only the ayl and the asham are v'nislachla are necessary for forgiveness, but the chemish is not ma'akev. Av hedid nami and chemish ma'akev. So to the halacha regarding the commoner, meaning not regarding hektish, but regarding gezla ger, also not having paid up the fifth is not ma'akev the person's. Halacha for his ability to have atonement with the carbon ashram. Hanalacha goes later, we shall return to the ninth parak in Mesechtas Babakama. Parak, goes later, with that we turn to Ahmed Bey's, we begin the tenth parak in Mesechtas Babakama. Parak goes lemachum. Now this parak continues on the theme of the previous parak regarding one of the mazikin of Kizela of 
robbing. Now, moreover, it continues in this Mishnah onto regarding how that applies to other people relating to the Gazel. As the Mishnah starts, If someone robs, and he doesn't use it himself, but he feeds his children with what he stole, or he leaves it in front of them, in other words, and the theft is still around, so the Allah is, meaning the father passes on, so the, the, the inheritors, the, the, the children, are exempt from paying that back to the nigzal, to the victim. And the Gemara will explain the reason of this halacha. Now, but says the Mishnah, if it's something that has responsibility to it, which is usually a reference to the word karka, which is, but if it's karka, then then the orphans have to pay that back. And the Gemara is going to explain this in two different ways. Now, the Gemara quotes a halacha that will relate to the halacha of our Mishnah. Amar Rav Chizdi says, someone robs something from a person and the original owner has not yet given the hope of getting it back from him and now someone else comes, a third person and consumes what this guy stole from that first person so it says the victim if he wants to he could collect from the one who stole it from him or from the one who actually ended up consuming it from the Gazan himself says what's the reason because as long as the original owner did not give up hope it's considered in his domain because someone took it out of his property. It doesn't mean it's not his anymore. It's still his. And therefore, the guy who stole it from him, for sure he could come and claim it from him. But even the guy who ate it, it's like as if he ate it from him because it's still under his ownership and therefore he could claim it from whichever one he wants to. Now, regarding this, Allah Rav Chizr, the Gemara asks, Nan, we learned in our Mishnah, that says, Haggai's love, someone robs, and then he feeds it to his children, meaning someone else eats it from the Gazlan, or if he leaves it over in front of them, they're exempt from paying. So to you, Rav Chizda, seemingly a clear contradiction of Rav Chizda, because that's exactly the case that he said, where someone robs and someone eats it from that person. So Rav Chizda said you could claim from whichever one. Our Mishnah says clearly, no, that you cannot claim it from whichever one. You cannot claim it from the ones who ate it from the Gazan, which are the children of the Gazan. Some Rav Chizda, he says, when did we learn the Allah in our Mishnah? That was La'achar Yish. That was after the original owner gave up hope. And then, what the halach is, as we'll see on, in the continuing Gemara, that you could also have the element of Shina Rishus. Then it went from the Gazlan to the orphans. But the primary concept is that we see that there's Yish. When there's Yish, so then he really gave up hope. So then it's not his anymore. And therefore, when that third party eats it, which in the case of the Mishnah are their children, they're not eating it from him because he already gave up. It's like a hefker type. That's why he can't go ahead and claim it from them. The halacha of Chizda, as he said clearly, was As long as they did not give up hope, then that's why it's still his, no matter where it is, and that's why he could claim it from the people that ate it. Now the Mishnah said that not only if the children ate it, but even if if he left it over in front of them, and the father's not around anymore, although it's right there what was stolen, the children are exempt from paying their back to the God, to the nixel, to the victim. Now, Amr Rabbi so he says, so what you could infer from this halacha, the Mishnah, from the fact that it says that even if a neich lefneim, their peturin, is that rishus yairish, k'rishus domi, that the domain of the inheritors is like the domain of a purchaser. In other words, it's like a different domain. Now, the reason for this is because since, as we just explained the Gemara from Rav Chizda, that the halacha of our Mishnah is talking about after Yish, 
So the reason why the orphans are, have acquired it, even though it's still extant, they don't have to give it back, is because this Eidus Yish, the original owner, gave up, and this Shin Rishus, which is the halacha that Rabbi Muhammad is inferring that it changed domains. And the reason being is because if all you had was Yish and not Shin Rishus, then they wouldn't acquire it and they would have to give it back to the victim from the fact that you could prove this from the halacha of the Mishnah that it didn't say that the father himself is even exempt as a Goslin because there was Yish. But the fact that he would be chayav to return it, only the Yarshim would not have to return it, must be because there's something of a change from the father to the Yarshim. What's that change? Is because inheritors is like, like a lekech, which a third party bought it from him, so then Yish and Shin those two things make it that it's totally unrelated to the nigzal, to the victim, and therefore they don't have to give that back to him. That's Raman Bahama's interpretation. Ravam, he says, no, Rishus Yerush lav Krishus Lekechdami. The domain of inheritor is not like a third party came and bought it from the person. They are an extension of their father. So they're like the same domain. Now, so then how do we understand, so why don't they have to go ahead and give it back to the, to the victim? We're told about where, yes, the father left it over them. Then he died. He didn't feed it to them when he was still alive. But then after that he died, then the orphans went and ate up that item which the father had stolen from somewhere else. It's then that the victim cannot claim it from them because they didn't steal it from him. So they're not liable to pay it up. Yes, if it was still around, Rishus Yerush would not be like Rishus Lekech, it would still be in like the domain of the one who stole it, and therefore he could go ahead and take it back. But it's that Toma that they already ate it. Now, in this interpretation of Rabbi, the Gemara asks, but Hamalitani Sefer, and the fact that the end of the Mishnah says that, okay, their potter, even if it's which again, according to Rav, is, it's not around anymore, but, but it was a nechel for him, then they ate it. So that's when they're going to be potter. But says the Mishnah, but if it's something that has responsibility to it, which, although that usually means land, but it's something like land in the sense that it's something that's recognizable to the public, which is always visible at all times, which could be even like a cloak or some type of a coat where people see it all the time, then says the Mishnah, then they do have to pay back and give their back to the victim. The reason being is because of the dignity of their father, because people are going to be saying, huh, see this, this guy's children, they're wearing this coat, they have this field, that's what they, their father stole from that person, because they're always going to be seeing that item. So therefore, says the end of the Mishnah, when it's something that has a chrayis, which is something that, like land, which is just the perfect muscle for that, which is something that is always around, that's the term for, for, for karka, but it's anything like karka, which is visible, and people see, then that you have to give back so that, for the covet of their father. Now, but one thing says the Gemara, Machlal, the inference is that the ratio, that the beginning, the first halacha that says that they're going to be potter, must be tuman begzele kayemes askinan. Not like the way Rabbi said, it must be talking about that what was stolen is still around, because that's the contrast from the ratio to the Sefer. The Sefer saying that when it's something that Everybody knows it's from the victim. Then you can't. It's, it's disgraceful for the father. But that is what the Rasha says, that since it's not, there's no loss of dignity to the father for the stolen item, because no one knows that this is from that guy's thing. It's not like Karkin and those types of things. So then you're going to be potter. But one thing you see is that it's not like the way Rav had interpreted He said the whole Allah is only. If they ate it, if they ate it, that's why they're putter. But that's not what the inference is from the Sefer. The Sefer is make, making mashma that no. The reason why they're liable in the Sefer is because not much because it's around, but because it's around and people know that it's from the victim. But if it's not around, meaning, but if it's not the victims, meaning if they don't know 
that this is from the victim's thing. It's not a recognizable thing. Then, even if it's a Nihlef name, there'll be part of Shalom, which sounds like even though it's around, which is not the way Rabbi said, because Rabbi said it's only if it's not around. If it is around, then it sounds like Rambam Chama that you must say Rishus Yerish is Kirishus Lekech. So Amal Rabbi Rabbi would tell you that Nahachikama. This is what the Mishnah is saying, not the way we had just interpreted that. What does it mean in Hiniach Dabeshish Beachrayis that it's Chayyim Lashalem? Rather, it's Hiniach Lehem Avim Achrayis Nechasim. If the father left over from his estate his own land, meaning even if it is the way Rav had interpreted the Mishnah, that is talking about that the children already ate the stolen item. That's what the Mishnah is still saying, Chayavan L'Shalem, that the orphans would have to pay up because their father's property was already Meshubit, that's why it's called Achrayis Nechasim Karka, because you could always collect from that, even after the father had passed away, the, the victim could collect from the father's land. That's what the Mishnah is saying. Not like the way we said that, oh, it means that if it's something that is recognizable, then they have to pay back, which the Mashmois was, okay, but if it's not recognizable, even though it's around, that they're still going to be put. No. The halacha the Mishnah says, Rabbi is talking about, they're only exempt when it's not around anymore. If it's around, of course, Rosh Hashanah is not like Rosh Hashanah, it has to go back to the victim. So then what is the end of the Mishnah saying? It's saying that even if it's not around, like we said in the Reisha, but if the father left over his own Achrayis Nechassim, not what was stolen was Achrayis Nechassim, the father has his own karka, then they would have to pay up. Now, on this interpretation of Rava, for how to explain the state of the Mishnah, the Gemara asks, but Vamasni lay Rebbe Rebbe Beret. But Rebbe taught to his son, Rebbe Shimon, which he brought later on, next half, that he says, He says, when the end of the Mishnah says that if it was something that has Achrayis, then he has to pay back the orphans. doesn't mean something that literally means to say that it was actually land that was stolen and that was what he left over for, for his children. Ella, rather, and this is how we had interpreted in the question on Rava, Ella, it's not just land, but stuff like land, which are recognizable, like even a, 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 cow, a, a cow which you used to plow with, or chamor, or or donkey, and that they're leading after it. Meaning it's things that everyone will testify, this is that guy's. We know, oh, the father stole it and he left it over for his children. And that was what Rebbe said to his son, Rebbe Shimon. Those are the things that the Mishnah was telling us, Chayav and They have to return that to the victim and they covered him because of the dignity of their father. But one thing asked the Gemara is that obviously that you see that the interpretation of our Mishnah is regarding a theft that is around. Because that's the whole basis of this halacha, according to the way Rebbe's explained to his son, Rebbe Shimon, is that not only is it around, but people recognize it. That's when they're Chayav. But then the inference is that the ratio was that it is around and they're still exempt because it's unrecognizable, which is not like the way Rav interpreted because then you see like Rav Machama that Yeshua Seirish is Kirshos Lekech, not like the way Rav said that it's Lav Kirshos Lekech. In spite of this question, the Gemara says, Ela Amar Rav, rather Rav says, Ki when I pass away, Rav Eishu Nafik Lavasi, Rav Eishu will come to greet me, because I have interpreted and resolved the Mishnah like him, meaning that it's talking about when it says Achrayis Nachasim, it means literally which is always a term for Karka, and not stuff like Karka, which is the way Rebbe is explaining to the son Reb Shimon, which would include even a Chamor or a Para. No, and it's talking about that the theft is not around. What was stolen was already eaten, <clears throat> but the word's missing meaning the words in is missing in the words of the Mishnah, meaning when the Mishnah says, as we're shortly going to see the way Rabbi Yishe interprets the halacha, when it says, that he left it in front of them, the words 
if the theft is not around anymore, then Petun Milasham, like Amisha says, then they're exempt to pay. Those words are missing. But he doesn't explain it that it's talking about, like the way Rebbe explained it, that it's when it means, when it says in the Mishnah, not literally the way, the way Rebbe says it, that it's something that is definitive that, and the theft is still around. That's not the way Rava explains the halacha of the Mishnah. And the reason being is because since he found the Brisa, from Rebbeisha, like him, so he answers the Mishnah like the Brisa, and he's not concerned for how Rebbe taught it to his son Reb Shimon because the Brisa is like him. Because the Tanya Rebbeisha, Rebbeisha taught the following Brisa, which was the halacha of the Mishnah, the way Rav is interpreting it. Hagaizel umachal is If someone steals and feeds this to his children, says the Mishnah, says the Brisa, paturin milasham. So they're exempt to pay. Now moving on to the second case of our Mishnah. If he left it in front of them. Says Rabbi if what was stolen is still around, meaning that they didn't even eat it after their father died, and now the victim is coming to claim it, says Rabbi which is clearly like Rav, they do have to give it back to him, because the Rosh Yerush, like Rav said, is not like the Rosh Hashanah. And although there was Yish, but Yish itself cannot be kind. You need to have a Yish and a Shini Rosh and these are the words that are missing in the Halakha of the Mishnah. If what was stolen is not around because they already ate after the father died, that's when Paturin, that's when the Halakha of the Mishnah was saying that they're going to be exempt because, a, because they didn't steal it from, from him. So although there's no Shin Rishos, but they don't, they're not liable because they didn't steal it. And then that's what the Mishnah concludes in the Sefer, how Rebbeisha is explaining it. If the father, what was, what was already stolen was already eaten. But if the father left over his own land, and literally a Christ means a Christ nachasim, meaning reference to land, then chayav and l'shalom, then they're going to have to pay up, not because of that it's still around, but because of the shibud nachasim that the father has for whatever debts and liability he has, his character gets that shibud, even for his yarshim, for the orphans, to have to pay up with. And therefore, says Rav, although you're right, Rebbe's obviously not interpreting like that, but he has Rabbi Shia who interprets the mission like him. Now the Gemara says, Amamar, we're just quoting this price from Rebbeishia, that he said, which again, this works for Rava, he said, if what was stolen is not around, then Peturin, then the orphans are going to be exempt. So therefore the Gemara asks, should we say that this refutes Rav Chizda? Because we mentioned Rav Chizda's halacha, that he said that if someone steals from somebody, and then someone else eats from that person, he said, you could collect from which even one, which either one you want to. Because it's always considered in the rishos of the one that was stolen from. So seemingly over here, that the halacha is not like that. Because here we have, that the orphans ate it from their father, the Goslin, and we say that they're going to be exempt. But isn't that Rav Chizda's halacha, that and I think Gemara says, Amalchar Rav Chizda, as we already explained this in the beginning, Kitanya he says that when is the halacha of our Mishnah saying that they're exempt, that's la'achar yish. That's already that there was, the, the, that, they got, that, the, that the, the victim was already miyayish. That's where, yes, after yish, so then he can't go ahead and collect. It wasn't taken from him because he was miyayish, but the halacha of Rav Chizda was when he wasn't miyayish yet. So it wasn't miyayish. So wherever it is, bishus of the owner. So therefore, even after it was stolen, then when someone eats it from the guy, he could collect from that guy who ate it, and not only from the guy who stole it from him. Now, another question from the Bryce. So Amamar, the, the Rebbeishi had said, if Gizele Kayemes, if what was stolen is around, then Chayyab Nasham, then they have to go ahead and give it back. Now, so that's supported, as we said, Rabbah's interpretation. So says the Gemara, but name it to you, to Rambachama. Let's say that refutes Rambachama. Because since, as we just explained for Rav Chizda, 
that the Rebish is talking about, that it's taking place after Yiyush. Now, Rami Bahama had said, when you have Yiyush, and it goes to the Yarshim, even if it's still around, he said, the Rishos of the Yarshim, because it's just like Yach. So you have Yish and Shin Rishos, so even if it's still around, why would you have to go ahead and give it back to the victim, according to Rav Macham? So Amalach Rav Macham, he actually disagrees with what the Gemara had just previously answered. Because he actually says, When did we say in the Brisa of Rabbi Yishia that if, the, if what was stolen is still around, that, they, that they're chayv to give it back to the Nigzal, to the victim? That is a getin on top of Kofiud Bezim and Aleph is talking about lifnei yish. It's talking about not like Rav Chizda said. It's about before yish. Now shin reshus without yish is not a kin. You have to have yish too. Now, however, if what was stolen is not around, which is that they ate it after the father died, then yes, they're going to be potter because again, Ram Muhammad does not hold of Rav Chizda, and he hold that even if when you have over here that before yish. But if it's a shini rishus, the gazan took it, and then someone eats it from him, so you have that that you have that shini rishus. So then, actually, they are not going to be liable for what they ate to give it back to the original victim. That is unlike Rav Chizda. That's where Rav Bachama disputes the halacha Rav Chizda. He said that Rosam is a gaiva. But again, it's not a difficulty from him from the brisa because although it says that if it's around, then they have to give it back. Although the Shin Rishos, because he holds the Rishos, the Rishos, the Rishos, like Yach, but it's Toma before Yish. He only says he's going to help Shin Rishos, meaning the Rishos, the Rishos, is like Shin Rishos, when you have Yish too. But he's explaining the Halach Rabbi Yish is talking about before Yish, but you're right, if there was Yish, and it was by the, the Yerushim, then as he explains the Halach of the Mishnah, then even if Nech left name and it's still around, they would be between Malashalm, because then you would have Yish and Shin Rishos.